8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. So what's the what's your viewpoint? What's the guest's viewpoint? That's the bottom line. What's the viewpoint of the big hitter? That's the central theme of what we do on the show. As always, we have a big hitter to start the show, and we look at a big picture. Today, the big picture is all about health in Gauteng, in particular issues of underspending at a time when there are uh, when, when doctors have not been placed. That means there are vacancies in the post. Some things doesn't sound right. We will certainly talk about that uh, after nine o'clock. Our big hitter, however, is uh, from the Young Communist League of South Africa, the national spokesperson there, and that's Samulaudi Wasekaka. So we'll chat to him. You can call in 0891-104207. My name is Ashraf Garda. Welcome, welcome indeed to the show. So tweeting is SAFM viewpoint. When you do tweet, then you tag me and tag um, SAFM Radio as well. And as always, love it when you uh, quote the guests, love it when you add your own comments and perhaps your own suggestions for the future. And if you want to tag other people to say, hey, then you should tune in, please go, hard. go ahead and do just that as well. It's great that you you join us for the for the better part of the next two hours. And always, by the way, if you want to take some pictures of where you are right now um, and just tweet where you are listening to the show, well, just tag me. I will certainly retweet that. Uh, just good to know where you are and exactly what you do in terms of your work. Nice to get a picture of the people listening to the show. Moladi was Sekaka. We certainly know Sekaka. We know what he does. He's a national spokesperson for the Young Communist League. Good, good chatting to you. And uh, you're the big hitter. Big responsibility. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Ashraf. I'm not sure I'm a big hitter, but we're just young people who are uh, looking forward for uh, South Africa that is just and equal. Yeah, well, 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 it's interesting you say that because, I mean, you're... you're, you're Part of the Young Communist League, which is part of the Communist League, yes. right? Or the Communist Party. Yes. And uh, you know I'm going to ask you this. Like, many people are like, what are you guys wasting time for? Communist Party is not... They're only aligned to the ANC. And when they're not aligned, they can't stand on their own. Other parties have taken up their space, like the EFF. What do you say to that? Yeah, but there's no evidence for that. Uh, you, know, you know, the Communist Party, which was formed in 1921... It has a very long history and, uh, you know, many achievements uh, that it has actually, you know, scored throughout the years. And uh, anyone who says the Communist Party has no leg to stand on, uh, programmatically and ideologically, mm-hmm. uh, is not having any argument. We can, you know, mention a lot of many things that the Communist Party has achieved throughout its history. And as well as the Young Communist League, by the way, which was formed the year after the Communist Party was formed. Uh, and there are so many things that it has done for the working class. Of course, you know any revolutionary process is a process of trial and error. You undertake you know, particular programs, mm-hmm. you assess, you evaluate their impact over time, and then you make changes where changes are supposed to occur. So in short, the Communist Party has made some achievements, uh, notwithstanding difficulties, and challenges that were encountered. Okay, fair, fair enough. And, and if we get a chance, we'll go back on the importance of, of the SACP and therefore mm-hmm. the youth wing mm-hmm. um, over the years. But I think most listeners will be very interested in the present tense. So what sort of impact is the the SACP and the and the Young Communist League making right now in the in the present tense? Yeah. For example, I will I will I will without claiming to speak on behalf of the uh, SACP. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will make mention of a few programs that the SACP has undertaken, uh, which 
anyone who cares to look at things in the media is aware of. For example, the financial sector campaign, where the SACP undertook a campaign for for you know the financial sector uh, to transform, given the level of indebtedness that people, so many people are indebted at best and mm-hmm. blacklisted at worst. Mm-hmm. So there was a program of a financial sector campaign where you know uh, everyone else has to be part of the mainstream economy and has to be accommodated if all of us claim to be existing in a democratic society. And uh, the other campaign which uh, the SACP and as well as the Young Communist Uganda took is the campaign of uh, cooperatives to say instead of us focusing on tenders, on mm-hmm. giving an individual, uh, I mean tenders to individuals, we need to have cooperatives where many people are going to be empowered and uh, they are going to improve their uh, their no ways and means of living so that they are able to sustain their families and their communities. I suppose, I mean, there's lots of things I want to pick up on the issue of youth and, and education and skills and all those things mm-hmm. will come up, right? Perhaps the, the fundamental question right now is this, that for, since democracy, the, the SACP has always been aligned, in fact, to the ANC in terms of the tripartite alliance long before even the Kosatu mm-hmm. uh, came on board, right? Uh, but they've <laughs> certainly fought every election together as a, as a coalition. The big question right now, and it's come certainly from murmurings even with Blade in Zamande, etc. It's like, is it time to move on? And and what what are your thoughts? That means should should the SACP and obviously by that the youth league would should they should you fight that election coming up in a year's time on your own? Look, you know, from the position of of, of the Young Communist League, mm. uh, I think from far back, the Young Communist League has always held the position that the Communist Party must contest elections. Mm-hmm. It has always been our position. And uh, we have fought in the you know, electoral processes of the SACP mm-hmm. to say, in our, in, our, in, our, in our congresses to say, the Communist Party must stand on its own and be able to pursue a socialist program on its own. Mm-hmm. But the Communist Party has always argued that we cannot fight uh, you know, the socialist trajectory on our own. We need everyone else, communities, the workers, young people, young professionals, and everyone else. But it has always been our position. But it's just that we cannot misbehave when a collective decision in a Congress has been taken to, you know, go astray and claim to be so independent from the Communist Party as the Young Communist League because we are the white seal of the party and we need to raise our views within the Communist Party. And if you are defeated... We are defeated. Okay, and and so, so is that the position now? I mean, you've, we you've been, as you said, been you've been consistent. The last con- we have been consistent. So, if it was left to the Young Communist League on their own, you would fight the election as the SACP. Yeah, but right? but 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 the, the, the but the idea is that we fight within the confines of the party. We go to the party congress, we raise our issues mm-hmm. in the party meetings, we raise our views, and this is what we as young people, in accordance with. Our generational aspirations, we believe the Communist Party can do in order okay, to fair, fair enough. So fine, like, like as you said, any good party member, you differ and then you form part of a collective of and you say we're going to move together. So, so as it stands, the the Communist uh, Party would would uh, once again be in coalition with the with the ruling party with the ANC in the 2019 election, unless it's going to come up for discussion again. Is it coming up for discussion again? Yeah, because the, the last Congress we had, mm-hmm. it was that uh, the 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 conclusion that the Communist Party came to 
was that there must be a reconfiguration of the alliance, given the local and the global balance of forces. Mm -hmm. That the reconfiguration of the alliance, we must understand that, you know, the forces of uh, capitalism and imperialism are marching ahead. So what we need to do is to have a working class leadership, a leadership that is going to re be responsive to the interest of workers and the poor. Otherwise, we are going to lose ground as the MDM structures. Okay, fine. So, so, so to confirm then, I just want to get the clarity on this one here. Mm -hmm. And I welcome callers and you can certainly call in because um, I want to get your viewpoint as we mm -hmm. put it to, to, to my, my big hitter for the night, uh, Mulaudi uh, Wa Sekake, <laughs> is the national spokesperson for the Young Communist League, 0891104207. Male, female, old, young, first-time callers. Regulars, you are all welcome to call in. I want to get your thoughts. So just to confirm then, is it is it up for discussion in the next six months or eight months before the next election? Again, to review the SACP's position. Maybe, maybe think about that. I want to just get your opinion in a moment. SABC is bringing you the 2018 FIFA World Cup Russia Games on SABC One. So Generations The Legacy will be moving to SABC Three at 8 p.m. Monday to Friday from 14 June to 15 July. Bringing Russia to Mzansi. SABC is the official broadcaster of the 2018 FIFA World Cup Russia. SAFM. Hard-hitting interviews on SAFM. My uh, big hitter for the night is uh, representing the Young Communist League. He's the national spokesperson. That's uh, Molaudi Wasekake. So, so, okay, I was asking you this question about what's going to happen between now and 2019. Is there a chance that the Communist Party will once again put on the agenda, why, whether it's through the Young Communist League or the mother body, that do you have to still make a decision about 2019 and whether you're going to be in coalition with the ANC or is that dis discussion done and dusted already? Yeah. No, there is no discussion that is done and dusted. Discussions uh, in our movement, discussions in the party are ongoing, you know, uh, uh, and uh, it is always a case that given the material conditions obtaining, and given the conditions of workers and the poor, there is always going to be a discussion as to what program is relevant at that point in time. So in between Congresses, there are you know, meetings that see it, there are programs that are undertaken. Mm -hmm. And programs that are undertaken ought to be in accordance with the aspirations of workers and the poor. The Congress resolution is that there must be a contestation of state power. And either the contestation of state power or the reconfiguration of the alliance. So these are ongoing discussions. Mm -hmm. And actually, the moda if we contest state power, the modalities that are going to be part and parcel of us contesting state power. And if there's going to be a reconfiguration of the alliance, what would we mean by the reconfiguration of the alliance? Who's going to be, you know, the leader of the alliance going forward? So those are some of the discussions that are basically part and parcel of what we... Okay, so my understanding is either or what you're saying. It's either going to be contesting of state power or it's going to be reconfiguration definitely, of an alliance, right? Definitely. So, so what, so what does it mean? So it's not a question of... So it's not... A, anyone who's going to say it's going to be solely a, reconfigura a reconfiguration of the alliance won't be capturing sufficiently the resolution of the party. It's either the contestation of elections or the reconfiguration of the alliance. And those are the... So, so the politics... Of the left now, as, as far as the party is concerned, 
is about what we mean by the reconfiguration alliance and if we contest power what are the modalities that are going to be part and parcel of us contesting mm. state power maybe maybe let's start with the, with the second one first what does it mean by reconfiguration of the alliance if if you if you contest it through the alliance but you want reconfiguration for example what, what, like what i said like i said ashaf you you look at the local the global the local and the global balance of forces mm-hmm. you know and uh, and your your responsive attitude if you politically and ideologically if you want to respond to the local and the global balance of forces in order for you not to lose your ground in your territory you need to identify a political and ideological force that is going to be able to take a program of the revolution forward so in our case as the young communist league of course and as the party is that the working class is supposed to be led simply because the capitalist imperialist forces are launching an attack on workers and the poor locally and globally so obviously a proper antithesis of that reality is that the workers and the poor must be in charge okay. and so you cannot be led by you know a petty nationalist movement a petty bourgeois nationalist movement that still panders to you know a, 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 a you know a international capital and i will make it is that your understanding now i mean there's the, this this petty uh, bourgeois nationalist movement is in fact your your anc why i say your anc is because because the sacp has ensured that they've been part of the anc in and every that single is, election and right? that is why i'm saying there must be ensuring discussions but also as young people we must be able to say discussions are not an end in themselves if discussions don't yield simply because people who are privileged now won't allow or won't give space to people who want to fulfill their aspirations who are poor who are workers who are young unemployed and underpaid mm-hmm. some of them who are working so if discussions don't yield we as the YCL were saying we need to find ways and means in which we fulfill our generational aspirations our gener- our generational aspirations cannot be freezed by people who are privileged now by people who are shareholders of big companies exploiting young workers exploiting young black males and females working in different companies so that is our position it is that anything that has to be decided upon must not be decided upon on the basis of political expediency it must be decided upon on the basis of the conditions we face now and the conditions of indebtedness so many people are indebted so many people are blacklisted so many people can afford education and almost everything is commodified you need to buy water you need to buy electricity you need to al- buy almost everything mm, in order mm, for you mm. therefore the notion that i buy therefore i exist does not apply to everyone okay. so so would i suggest then that when i say you you meaning the communist league and then the communist party would once again go to the ANC, and yes, we have a new leader now compared to what had happened before, and which well documented what uh, uh, Bladen Zamande's thoughts of uh, Zuma was before, and what it is now. They're not exactly friends now; it's been well documented, right? But having said that, you you would, when I say you as SACP, you would, in terms of that reconfiguration of the alliance, you'd go back to them and say, "We want to be a part of that election together, provided you do this for us, right?" What would that this be? Okay, okay. No, I'm not sure about provided this for mm. us. You know, the working class. What we believe in is that the working class is on its own. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, majority of people who vote for ANC are workers and the poor, the so-called the working class. So you know what happens is that it's not a question of you do this for us. 
our position is that the working class is on its own. And anyone who does not listen or mm -hmm. take into consideration the interest, the aspirations of the working class, does not deserve any vote of a working person. That is our position. Okay. So, so would you then say that at this point in time, the ANC is not, the ruling party is not actually looking after the interests of the working class? So you Just, answered your question already. Yeah, just that, like yeah, just like I've said, we mm. besides uh, you know uh, you know political expediency, ideas or whatever we put forth, any program, any initiative, must be in accordance with the interest of workers and the and the poor. We need not uh, you know beat about the bush when you speak about the poor and workers. Any program, any initiative, political and ideological, must be in accordance with the interest of the workers and the poor. That's it. So. If, if you take out the element of those who are poor, the element of those who are exploited, the element of those who are underpaid, then what becomes the ideological justification of your program? It falls off. So what we are saying is that as the YCL basically, mm -hmm. because just like I said initially, I don't want to pretend to be speaking on behalf of the SACP, okay, is that as young people, as this youth month, we are saying anything that is undertaken Whoever we engage with must take the aspirations of the poor and workers into consideration. That is the bottom line. And, if, and, and this requires. And, and if not, then. And that is why we're having our own programs. Is that young people, it's not for us to say this is what you must do. Young people must be aware. That is why we are always speaking about class consciousness. That is why we're speaking about class consciousness to say. Us engaging you is to realize what has to happen at a, at a particular time when your aspirations and interests are not met. Okay, it's a, it's a very important issue. I'll tell you what, 0891104207. So what about you listening in to this really important discussion with uh, Mulaudi uh, Wasekake, who is the national spokesperson for the Young Communist League? And so two things to you as a listener. One, your viewpoint on this one here. Should, should the SACP itself uh, contest the 2019 election on their own? as opposed to how they've done it ever since, well, the democratic South Africa uh, reached its dawn in 1994. Uh, that's the one question. The second one, if they did contest it on their own, would you vote for them? Think about that. 0891104207. What would be the weaknesses of them contesting on their own versus what about the strengths uh, if, they, if they were on their own versus uh, being part of that alliance as things stand? Um, SFM Viewpoint, if you want to tweet, my, tweet me, that's the hashtag you need to use. I'll look at those tweets in a moment. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM. 106.6 FM in Bloemfontein. Call Ashraf now. 0891-104-207. So, here's a question. Uh, let me just see one of those tweets there from uh, Saucy Vaughan saying, your guest and the SACP Youth League, Youth uh, Communist Youth League wants to have their cake and eat it. Okay. If they truly believe working class is behind them, let them independently stand in the elections. He lives on a cloud. Okay. Respond to that. Yeah. Well, well, people are always going to have their views about uh, our program. Mm -hmm. Look, you know what we, our, our, our primary intention as the Young Communist League is to mobilize and to intensify our mobilization of young people for socialism. Mm -hmm. And because you had not asked us about our program. 
We have so many programs that we are trying by all means to intensify our mobilization of young people for socialism. For example, in this youth month, we are having a program. We launched a program at Kuruman in Northern Cape, trying to conscientize young people to say, this is what we need to stand for and this is what we need to fight for. These are the challenges that are facing young people. Young people who are working in your checkers, McDonald's, mm, KFC, mm, mm. who are underpaid, who an employer does not even worry uh, as to how they get home. Some of them get raped along the way, and especially black women. You know, we have young people who are working, recently the case of KPMG, where most of them are young people who are no longer going to be working, who are no longer going to be getting a salary, who are no longer going to be sustaining their families. We are having young people who cannot access education simply because education is commodified. We are having so many young people who cannot, you know, get their practice numbers. Some are nurses, some are doctors, some are, you know, pharmacists. But simply because they have to renew their practice numbers, they cannot get them. Okay. So I'm, I'm very interested in the, in the three, four programs that you've implemented in terms of maybe the three, four major priorities of the, of the Young Communist League, in terms of your absolute priorities. But having said all of that, let, let's get some calls, okay? Uh, Bashir on the line from Indonesia. Bashir, go ahead. Hi. Hi, Ashraf. Look, uh, Ashraf, uh, you know, your guest, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he, he talks a great game. Lots of communists do. Mm-hmm. Now, this is my problem. If I need a job, my children need jobs, Unfortunately, we're not going to come to him because he, he, you know, he's going to give us a, a, the great Marxist theory and so forth. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to go to the capitalist, the bourgeois. Mm-hmm. They are the guys who are going to. Uh, they are the guys who are creating factories. They are the guys who are creating jobs. They are the guys who are running the economy. And and and, and sadly, it appears that's the way it's going to be. Why don't uh, these guys? the Young Communist Party, the Communists, why don't they show us the way? Why don't they uh, uh, open factories? Why don't they pay their workers well? What, what, what do you think? What, what's the answer to that? Because <laughs> well, I, I, I have a sense you've thought you through already. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, at the end of the day, when the rubber meets the road, uh, that's when it counts. You know? So I'm quite frankly, I'm a, I'm a little tired of the, uh, of, of the, the theories. You know? uh, and, and, and I'm a left-winger myself. You know? But even I have to admit that some, sometimes uh, the guys on the left... We tend to talk a great game. We just don't tend to follow through. Just like our government, you know, we, we, we talk socialism, but they behave like uh, capitalists and they even outdo capitalists. So there's a problem. They've got to learn to practice what they preach. Okay. What, what's less it? preaching, more action. What's that line? Talk left, walk right. Something along that line. Thanks for that call, Bashir from the Nasia. Let, let me put that to you. So it's an interesting thought. He's not even suggesting any of your policies are wrong. He may say all the policies may be correct, but ultimately you can't deliver jobs. And if you can't deliver jobs... You're always going to be in a weakened position, aren't you? Yeah, but 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 Bashir is not, uh, you know, you know, telling us the other side of the of the of, of the reality. Mm-hmm. That so many people. I, I mean, I made an example of KPMG, an example in Durban of uh, you know people who were retrenched from a rainbow, you know, a, fair, fair enough, you know, right. factory. Okay. You know, so so to to just to put one side of the story is unfair. You know how capitalism ravages people's lives. So many people, you know, statistically... No, but, but let me just interject you. See, Bashir is not representing another party. Mm. He's, the, he's the potential voter mm. for your party. And, and if he's looking at one side that he may agree with some parts of your policies, but he wants to see how you can give them jobs, it's up to you to convince him and people like him to say, actually, when you follow our policy, we have a vision that 
is that policy in an ideal situation, you want to govern country, right? I mean, that's an ideal world. So if you get to a position where you gain prominence, either as a coalition or you govern the country, how would your works programs change? Notwithstanding, and I think you're right, not to suggest that the current situation is actually rosy. There are many problems around that as well. Yeah, yeah just like I said, you know, you know, a practical, simple example I gave is that we are for cooperatives, not for tenders to be given to an individual who is going to exploit underpay workers. Cooperatives, where so many people are going to be able to decide, you know, their fate to say, this is the money we have on the basis it's either a farming program, a sewing program, or any other plan or any other program, either plumbing or anything, to say this is how much we have and this is how we want to decide our lives. Instead of people waking up in the morning and going to work, coming back tired, yet at the end of the day or at the end of the month, they are underpaid. So the other thing which we are basically putting forth is that if, honestly speaking, you would take the amount of work people are putting, you know, in the production process and the amount of money they make vis-a-vis the amount of money they get paid as a result of their work, the ratio. You'd realize that actually workers are underpaid a lot. There are so many productive workers. There are so many workers who are skilled. And even the very notion of uh, there are people who are unskilled, who cannot do anything. It's, it's a fuss if we would expect But there are many, many workers who are, I wouldn't call them unskilled, but they have lesser skills than the skilled person. And they, and for they example, what if people. someone comes, for example, in my township and in many other townships, there are people who come, vans of white folks come into our townships, pick up the so-called unskilled people to build dimensions. And the very same people go back to their shanty towns, to their shanty communities, to their mjondolos. Yeah, they are building mansions. But simply because they don't have a certificate, they are not credentialized, they are said to be unskilled. So the very notion of skill has to be unpacked because it is talked about as far as profit-making is concerned. Okay. I want to get to your vision of the country. If you guys were running the country, what, how would it change? But let's get, let's get Tando on. Tando, welcome to the show. What's your viewpoint? Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, indeed. I, I just want to raise a few things. Uh, I'm turned off from Yudney. Thank you. Thanks for calling that, you. That, that one, the, the discussion about the SACP contesting state power, mm-hmm. it, it's coming a long way. And every time when it's closer to the election, they're raising the very same discussion, and it ends during the time of deployment. The SACP will never contest election even the next round. Because theirs is to ensure that they deploy one another in the government institution. Secondly, that they they are so good in narrating the theory, which has been there since time immemorial, but failing to express themselves against the ruling party, two, failing to divorce themselves in the ties that they've created between them and the ruling party. And on that note, they will never be able to contest the election. You can go on record now and play the the, the, the recordings of Putin Amela since the time he was leading the the, the YCL. Mm -hmm. He uttered very same sentiment, very accurate in narrating, and where he is today. 
is serving the same person that he used to sit on the same chair that the gentleman is sitting and telling us what they need to do or what the society has to be about, but failing to practicalize that. Okay. Interesting points you raised, Tando. I appreciate you giving us your viewpoint. Respond to Tando. Yeah. Very critical. I mean, no, that's... Very yeah. critical. I think we like this. You know, people are not against the program of the party. Mm-hmm. People are not against the program of the YCL. People are just saying, guys, we are waiting for you to pursue your program to its logical end. Just like I said initially, Ashaf. But you think that's what they say? I, I think that caller is actually saying no. They, they want their positions. So. No, he, no. He's saying ultimately no, no, they, they no, want basically, to basically no one, No, positions. basically no one is advancing a political ideological critique against the program. They are just saying, you guys, you know, you, you are saying all these things, but you just can't pursue it. You know, you know, so, so just like I said initially, mm. a revolution is a process of trial and error. And when we hear such things, we need to work out, you know, our programs. We need to work out certain things about our attitudes. And, you know, realistically, as young people, we need to achieve our generational mission. We need to be able to articulate our aspirations without any fear or favor so that at some point, just like the gentleman is saying, you know, other people are articulating these things, sitting where we are, so that at some point we don't have to account for having said okay. certain things. I mean, do, do, I, do I get it very clearly that you, and I'm talking about you personally here, uh, you are, as, as the spokesperson for the Young Communist League, ideologically you are, you are very much poles apart with the ruling party. Am I right? In what sense? Ideologically, in all the things you spoke about, the workers and, and the rights of workers and how workers are exploited, we've got a ruling party who's been around for over 24 years yes. now. Uh, I'm suggesting that by and large, and in terms of their, when you spoke about a capitalist imperialist policy, we're talking about the ANC, right? Unless you're not talking about them. Look, we, 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 yes, when we, I spoke about the local and global balance of forces. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are so many ANC, there are so many things that ANC has undertaken which are anti-worker, which are anti-poor. I won't fear saying mm-hmm. that on mm-hmm. radio. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it now. For example, the ANC should have long abolished, uh, you know, uh, you know, labor procreation. The ANC should have long stopped a process where labor, the Labor Relations Act is uh, uh, actually sought to be changed against workers. Those are some of the things that we're speaking about. We cannot be apologetic and we cannot be political expedient when we speak about these things. Okay, so having said all of that, and I'll move on from the ANC now because I'll get to some other callers, uh, CIPO as well, we'll get to you in a minute. How difficult is it then working with the ANC because they're very much the big brother that you tend to be very disappointed with for over 20 years, but you still work with them when it comes to election time and, and even in terms of political positions of your members, like, like Blade into Monday, for example, right? How difficult is that for you? Yeah, no, it, it would not be wise to isolate uh, an individual, you know, and just uh, speak about him. Mm-hmm. It is always important to understand how the National Democratic Revolution has been undertaken and how the relations in the alliance have always been, you know, fashioned. For example, the alliance has always been having meetings about almost anything of course there were disappointments where you know for example you would rely on individual as the SACP and the YCL and only to find that uh, you know our aspirations are not met it's a reality that that is why we have always said the working class is on its own we need not rely on an individual either Zuma either Ramaphosa no one is going to deliver the working class from the bondage of poverty 
unemployment and poverty. The working class has to organize itself. That is why we're calling on all workers across federations. That is why I'm saying young people across all political formations must is, come isn't together. Isn't that the logical thing, and I'll get you a minute to think about it, that the, the broader working class parties, um, uh, and I'm including the, the, uh, the Young Communist League or the Communist Party, and I'm including the EFF in this one here, and probably Azapo and parties to the left of center, isn't it about time that they actually come together to get some muscle? Think about that. We'll get your thoughts and the opinions of uh, Sipo and Tunzi from Cape Town in a moment. Great actors are storytellers, pulling audiences into a performance, providing a respite from the complex and sometimes excruciating reality outside the theatre and cinema doors or even their own living room. Visual Conversations is a celebration of the astounding acting talent South Africa has. The role of the actor in society should and could never be underestimated. Don't miss our four-part documentary, Visual Conversations, every Sunday evening from 3 June at 7.30pm, only on SABC3. 9 to midday, the talking point on SAFM. Political economic analyst in studio with me, um, well, it's in Peggy. Radical economic transformation. I don't know if those terms still still exist. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> but transformation needs to happen. The economy needs to be transformed. And land is the economy. If we don't have land, how do we transform this economy? Well, well land is not the economy, and the economy is not land. We, we, we are sitting in a multi-story building in Auckland Park called SABC. That's part of the economy and it's not land. It's a skyscraper. Right. So it's not correct to say all the economy is about land. It's not about. It's about production. The Talking Point with Bongi Kuala. 9 a.m. to midday. 8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. Tell you what, our big picture just now is going to talk about health, in particular public health in Gauteng, which may well be a an SA Communist Party issue, I would think, as well, uh, because there are serious problems around health and the issue of commodification comes up because you need to pay big money if you want to ensure that you get good health in this country, and it comes at a massive price. My guest, my big hitter, is uh, Molaudi Wasekake. He's the national spokesperson for the Young Communist League. Let's get further calls. Joe, Joe, we go. Uh, Sipo, hi. Hello. Hi, you're on the air, Sipo. Go ahead. Yes, uh, I just want to make a few comments regarding the SACP. That, you know, they've, uh, in actual fact, to me, the relevancy of communism in the fourth industrial revolution is simply not really relevant, but they are relevant in a, in a sense that they are a very good pressure group. So we require them as a pressure group in representing the need of, a, of, a, of those, uh, of the working class. Mm-hmm. So I only see their relevancy as a pressure group in, the, in policy discussion and in ensuring influencing. But I mean, if you look at them becoming independent, it will be very difficult. They would still be dependent in the ANC simply because they don't get the financial backup from the so-called imperialism. So I think the continuity of the SACP is still relevant on the basis of being a good pressure group to a any government that group, might but take not, place. not in power. Thank you for that. Okay, I'll answer that one. Is your relevance not that, just that? You're always going to put pressure, strategic, small, but, but big clout in terms of influence, but you actually can't, you can't lead the country. Now, I think we must make a distinction between the Communist Party 
as a political entity and the working class entirely. Mm-hmm. The Communist Party is the vanguard of the working class. But not every working person is a member of the Communist Party. Mm-hmm. You know? So 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 I, I think what workers and the poor need is to take power so that they determine their their fate, political and otherwise. You know, so what? What I so think how how will they take power? See, isn't let's go back to that question I said earlier. Why why would the the workers splinter between workers and and capitalists uh, joining up? Shouldn't all the workers, if they know the bigger picture, shouldn't they all be on one side? Whatever the other minor differences, maybe that means yourself and Azapo and EFF and there's a couple of others that I can't quite remember. All of you all together. Yeah, of course. That is what I'm saying. It's important for workers of the world tonight. It's important. No, in fact, the working class must not allow itself to be divided by the battles of the political elite. For example, many leaders that we so respect, you know, in the public space, you know, are shareholders of the very companies that exploit workers. You know, uh, you know. For example, now we are in the midst of uh, members of parliament declaration of interest. Mm-hmm. So many of them are members of MSATs or FNP or mm-hmm. your NetBank, mm-hmm. your APSA. You know. So what what you are saying is that workers must unite in order to stop the rot. But as long as there are going to be elite pacts, where few leaders meet and agree that we are going to give you a position, we are going to give you whatever position. Uh, so you must keep quiet about transformation of the economy. You must keep quiet about, you know, the radical transformation program. So it's never going to go anywhere as long as workers are not having their own independent far-reaching program. It's forever going to, we are going to be half-hearted but politically isn't, and isn't the SACP guilty of that elite pact that, you, that you're so concerned about? No, just like I said, the revolution is a process of, it's a process of trial and error. We are not absolutist. The SACP has a program. It has always had a program from South African, from South African road to freedom to South African road to socialism. So each and every time, that is why we have congresses. Congresses are there to evaluate, assess the extent, the impact that has been made by a particular okay. program. I'm going to ask you that question. How far are you down that road to from freedom to socialism? But uh, uh, to Cape Town, we go. Mtunzi, welcome to the show. What's your viewpoint? Um, Tunzi, you're on the you're on the line. Go ahead. Yeah, you're you're on the air. The whole country is listening to you. Go ahead. Yes, yes. Um, just want to make a comment. Um, can your guest please uh tell the the, the country what did the Budimanamela mean when he say on the radio? There are members of the ANC who are shareholders on the labor brokers before. Zuma take him to parliament. He did make such a kind of a statement. After making that kind of a statement, Zuma take him to parliament. He never say anything about that again. <laughs> Can that gentleman please explain what did Budimanamela mean by that? Okay, let's he get said, let's get a response. There are members of the ANC who have got saved on the labor brokers. Okay, let's get that. Thank you for that call, Mtunzi. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I don't know. What, uh, I, I, I don't remember that uh, statement. I think the best way from Tunzi is to ask Budiman Amela what he meant. I'm not here to speak okay. for Putin. Fair enough, you can't I'm comment. Here to speak for YCL. You can't comment. So he can, if, if, if he wants us to give Budiman Amela's number, we can give it to him so that he asks okay. Budi, what we, will you say? Well, I've had him before. We need to get him once again as the big hitter. Question from Sam. Members pay SACP their membership fees. Why don't they use those fees to employ people? 
another one. Can your guest raise this of scrapping tenders and labor brokers from Alex uh, Motsamai in uh, Mokopani? Uh, well, well, maybe, you know, include labor brokers, and I don't want to lose this. L- let's take for you, what, what are the four most important issues to consider from the uh, from the Young Communist League? That, that are the fundamental issues you need to deal with now. And that could be manifested in your programs, right? But before the programs will come your vision, what, what are the four or five most important issues that you need to be tackling in the country right yeah. now? The, okay. And straight to the point, the transformation of education, first and foremost, taking into consideration young workers' interest. Uh, and the other thing that you are speaking about is uh, cooperatives. Uh, the other thing that we have always raised is that of state capacity. Mm-hmm. In order for us, which includes as state-owned entities, that in order for us to be able to take the country forward, the money that so many politicians are accused of, of uh, you know, embezzling of the PIC, must be used to fund skills development programs for young people to be incorporated. Because it doesn't make sense for to say young people must have experience for them to be employed. Where are they going to get that experience? So they must be able to, they must be given space in all these entities, private and public, for them to gain that particular experience. So that when any private entity says they want experience, they would have known that at least initially they had given space to them. You know, so the other program, which, by the way, the Young Communist League undertook massively, so uh, you know, in the past years, was the Black Progressive Academic Forum, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which, where we went in almost every university, launching progressive Black Academic Forums as far as transformation of the education is concerned, to say, look, it's not good for us to speak and to say transformation of the economy, transformation of education, without involving, you know. People in institutions of higher learning, young academics, how do you understand the way in which we need to transform the education system? I suppose that the, the very important question, and some people tweeting around the same question, is like, so show me a communist country that's, that's working, working well in the world right now. Okay. Okay. I will give an example. But I, we always get that question every time. Mm, of course. But what people miss is that they want to be shown a communist country, but they have never given space to a socialist program to be implemented internationally. Because whatever country that seeks to implement not even socialist programs, but progressive reforms, is attacked by the imperialist forces. And those programs, you know, uh, 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 never find expression. Okay, so what you're saying is so I'm there saying is to no, you, there's so, no real socialist so, so, so working I'm say, country I'm because you, there are so forces many, are against it. There are countries that you, can, that you can speak of. Cuba, for example, where I mean, South Africa takes, you know, young prospective doctors too, mm-hmm. which is able to say, this is how we live, this is how we, you know, this is how we conduct our day-to-day lives, this is how we fashion our policy, public policies, health, uh, education, and otherwise. But I, I hear what you're saying, and I'm, and I'm just curious, are you saying that there are forces that aspire to socialism that would actually run their countries on socialist lines, but they're being prevented from doing so by other countries? Never mind, we live in a so-called democratic world. Is that what you're saying? And, and, well, yeah. who's, doing, who's doing the preventing? That? No, that, no, the democratic world does not as, I live in isolation from the rest of the global world. 
So which are the countries that would that would implement socialist systems if they were not shackled by other countries? They were not kept down by others. For example, we have a possibility. The 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 idea now and in the future which which is going to which is going to be a problem, the issue of intellectual property rights. When you're speaking about intellectual when you're speaking about industrialization, there are people who own patent rights to produce certain things. If you don't tackle such things, you are not going to be able as a country to produce certain things because they are patented. It's not easy. So if countries which are hostile to the national interest are in charge of such things, then you are not going to go anywhere. And whatever our national aspirations are not going to find expression. The idea of what happened where, you know, Libya seeking mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, chart an alternative trajectory. The idea of, uh, you know, uh, 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 that country which was Vietnam. The idea of many other countries which are in, in Latin America. I mean, the idea of in the Caribbean. Venezuela, maybe. It, yeah, are are you Caribbean. saying that they're being knocked out by other powers? Okay. They are. Here's a question. We know where the SACP stands when it comes to former President Zuma. Uh, what is the position of the Young Communist League? Well, well maybe you can tell us. What, is, what do you feel about what's happened to former President Zuma and what's your views of the, of the state of the country right now with Ramaphosa at the helm? Okay. No. What we have always been consistent about is that uh, the revolution, as, as far as our ideological position is, con- is concerned, the revolution... It's not based on an individual. No political message is going to deliver freedom or socialism for us. It's the working class that is going to achieve whatever it needs. Now, there are blunders that were committed. We must accept. That is why we find ourselves where we are. Neither do we base our you know, belief or our reliance on an individual, even including Ramaphosa, that is going to deliver us to, to a nirvana, to a milk, to a world of milk. So, so you have any opinion on him? I mean, he's not your solution, but what's your opinion of him right now? Of course, we are, we are still looking at him. But the effect of the matter is that the increase in VET and many other things that are happening, uh, you know, don't give us a picture that the working class and the poor are going to get anything that is worthwhile. But perhaps the, the biggest short-term issue, without even, you know, socialists coming into power, is how, how do you pursue your socialist agenda but ensuring that the economy of the country grows and i'm simply saying it and i'm borrowing for some other people there's a belief amongst many economists that you can't really do both that that if you want to implement a socialist agenda accept the fact that that your economy may not grow so that means the the very first call we had i think said how are you going to find the people jobs well what is the answer to that you know the problem with people who always focus on the economy especially the economic growth, is that from the period of 2006 forward, I mean, there has been economic growth, but it has always been jobless. It has always been exploitative. So they don't take into consideration that the economy can grow, but leave people behind. So it is not solely about the growth of the economy. It is about the impact it makes to the poor and workers. You know, so focus on the economy in isolation from the, from the well-being of workers and the poor is not going to take us anywhere. So we need to speak about the economy that empowers people, that empowers workers, the poor. Okay. And as history tells us, the economy has grown, 
and left so many people behind is so there on record of course of course okay. so the notion of the gdp is a farce the notion of the gdp which does not consider the well-being of the people is a farce what we need to speak about is how in the process we don't isolate people from the economy and how instead of saying how people must fit into the economy how do we make the pe- the economy respond to the needs of the people for now it's everyone is helter running helter skelter young people are told to make cvs to to you know to have skills you must fit into an economy as if an economy is a living thing but rarely do we ask a question how do we make the economy to respond to aspirations of the people how, especially how, do, how, the do you, how do you do that yeah that's how we we are saying workers must be paid accordingly because the whole notion that workers are not productive it's not has not been proven correct workers are productive workers are waking up early going to work producing but not getting what they deserve but you do know that i mean companies yes they can maybe increase and there's there's an increase of minimum wage now as we know but ultimately if companies don't make a profit in the current system i'm talking about of course then there's lack of an incentive for them being companies that's right so how, how, how do you get that balance right yeah, that's, but that's, in the current system in the in the current system you know for example cosatu the SACP has been speaking about worker control it has been proven for example you go to argentina a notion of worker control was practiced of course with some difficulties there and there worker control workers here they must be able to determine how much they produce what are they producing what they produce for that's it okay. for now workers don't have to decide how much they produce what are they producing for and why they produce they just go to work told by one person that you produce this and this who should hold the power the workers or the employer? for example Ashafgat, let me let mm. me pose a very simple thing when you go to the market you buy an item from a seller a seller determines the price a worker sells their labor power but you know the tragedy is that it is only a worker who sells their labor power who does not determine how much their labor power is worth but isn't that depends on the worker because you can use the same example of the food and you can say between a Toyota and a BMW and a Mercedes they all come at different prices if we look at it in soccer yeah, terms but the seller determines but eventually if we look at it in soccer terms Percy Tower may be going to Brighton and Hove Albion now because it's big Yeah but eventually the seller because determines he's at the a price. Buy, is at a better position but this, eventually the seller determines the price okay interesting one let's do this we've got about four minutes to go with my uh, big hitter and that's uh, Mulaudi Wasekake who's the national spokesperson for the Young Communist League of South Africa let's let's answer this question that you made from the beginning which is first comes freedom then comes socialism right so we've got your freedom as we know it that happened in 1994 how, how do you get how do you get to that next point how do you turn freedom into a socialist country for example we have always been saying it the first phase the nationalization of the means of production ultimately the socialization of the means of production okay well, so well, well, I'm, I'm just going to interject because i'm saying mm-hmm. to you there are people in power that may not give that up so what would be the strategic plan to even get people like that to listen to you yeah that is why we are speaking about popular mobilization we need not rely on political messiahs that and certain individual will deliver us that no if we vote someone into power is going to deliver us the power of workers the power of the poor the powers of young people the generational mission if we are determined you know speaking about the young people of 1976 who when they started the revolution they started the process of challenging the system 
never said so-and-so is going to insult us. They never said we are going to wait for Krizani. They never said we are going to wait for OR to come and deliver us. They took things on their own. What do we do? What do we do now? June 16th coming up. Things yeah. have changed dramatically, but, but the issues of young aspirations remain, right? H- how do we galvanize South Africa's youth to deliver for their own ambitions, but also to deliver for the betterment of our country? What, 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 how do we ignite that flame? Yeah, we need to ignite that flame through the programs that we are doing. For example, the YCL is going to be has started engaging many young people across the country to say these are the realities. The reason why you are unemployed is because of one, two, and three. The reason why you are underpaid it is because the primary motive is profit. So in order for us to be able to create a just and a proper society, we need to organize ourselves. We need to belong to a political formation because they. How, no matter how angry we are, no matter how revolutionary zealous we may be, we cannot go anywhere without organizing ourselves. So okay. what we need is to conscientize young people to say, this is what we need to do. Okay, two quick questions. If the SACP, we've got a minute to go. If the SACP does go it alone, we're not, we know it's not yet happening. If they went to that 2019 election alone, how, how well do you think you'll do? No, it will do well. But, but percentages? No, the, I can't. The, the EFF is on 6 Prob- or 7% at the Prob- moment. I mean, that's the benchmark, right? No, I can't be adventuristic and give percentages. I'm telling you that it can do well because it won't be going alone. It will, it will be going with workers who are exploited, underpaid, oppressed, and the rest of workers who are all over the country, you know, uh, 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 you know on strike simply because they want, you know, Okay. Proper wages, decent living conditions. That, and let, let's things. wrap up in 30 seconds and say, deliver the perfect pitch to the people listening because potentially that's your audience who can vote for you. In 30 seconds, what, what, what do you want to tell them to get, to, to get them to vote for you? You as in the SACP and its various formations. Yeah. For example, it's easy. The Communist Party, the YCL, is for the working class and the poor. Programs initiatives that are undertaken are for the poor and workers. No tenders cooperatives. Beyond the minimum wage, we want the living wage, where it's going to be worth it for a worker to live beyond what she or he gets. And the other thing is that we must strengthen state capacity so that there is no distinction between the people and the state. The people find expression through the state and the state find expression through the people okay. and the issues of governance state capacity the capacity to deliver resources to people and services that are not commodified there okay. would be no need for you to buy electricity water and everything we else all want that uh, that way you may get everybody's vote by the way let's help leave us it that Melody was saying help us in. I think that's a good way to wrap it up uh, from the young communist league appreciate your time thanks for being the big hitter for the day we talk about health and, and the problems of, of health uh, in Gauteng in particular but just gone a minute past nine years the news